0: Pictures up. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Robert from Machado Visuals and today we're on location and I'm joined by my super hipster friend.
1: Hipster. (laughs) Not that Uh, hipster. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: You're pretty hipster. Uh, Rosemary, we met through a couple mutual friends and through kind of UNLV. Um, So please introduce yourself and tell us about some of the work you do.
1: Oh, So I'm Rosemary. I, do I look? At, do I look at the lens or the camera, or do I look at you? Do uh, I look you can at? look
0: at me. Okay, I look this, at you. There's, there's an audio version too. So.
1: Oh. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I'm Rosemary Fardo. Um, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades because I like doing a lot of things at once. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I used to be a full time freelance videographer, but now I do social media and micro content video for Vegas.com, and now I'm also starting a blog and trying to push push more to be, like, an influencer on Instagram. Yeah. What, and- <laughs> was there anything
0: specific that, that led you towards that route?
1: The influencer route? Yeah. Uh, the fact that I wanted to get free food. <laughs> free
0: food. Yep. Free food is a big thing. And travel, too.
1: Yeah, free travel. That would be very ideal. That's, yeah. I
0: mean, it's hard to turn that stuff down.
1: Yeah, that's honestly, like, Did you see that story
0: a, um, a couple of weeks ago with, like, how the influence, like, the influencer went back and forth between a hotel and like the hotel was I'll need to send that to you
1: okay yeah send it to me I have no yeah, idea it was what that it is. was a
0: really good story about influencers and and this hotel was like just bashing them on like publicly online it was pretty wild anyways not to oh,
1: okay. scare you from I didn't that. Know it was like that <laughs> no
0: it was a it was a it was a specific like a hotel anyway it was like the snarky... anyways um, so like tell us about your uh, background in, in visual storytelling. Yeah.
1: So, um, I guess my background started back in high school. I had a Sony (laughs) Cybershot. Dude, I (laughs) I think
0: that was probably my first one, too.
1: Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I just really love taking pictures of my friends and of memories. Because I always like looking back and be like, oh, yeah, I did that when I was 12. Look how weird I look. (laughs) When I was 12.
0: When did you get your first camera?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe when I was, like, 15. That makes more sense, right? That's high school days. And yeah, I got, um, I, I tried to be like historians of my clubs that I was in because I just always like taking Dude, photos. Dude, I did that
0: stuff too. That's how I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, historic, key club, key club yeah, historian. Yeah, key club. Woo. <laughs> and then the photo club. Yeah. That was a fun time. No, so we yeah. Didn't, we
1: didn't have a photo club. Oh. You're cooler. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep
1: going. Um, so yeah, uh, I got my first DSLR, thanks to my mom. Shout-outs to my mom for getting me the Canon T2i. <laughs> T2i. Dang,
0: you yeah. got lucky, because I my first one was the T1i.
1: Oh, whoa. That thing
0: was a piece of OG. garbage. <laughs> the thing sucked. Really? And like, we always we always talk about, like, oh, yeah, the, the camera doesn't matter. That camera specifically was awful. Like, that camera, you couldn't even do... It only did 1080. Or it only did 1080p at 20 frames per second.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa! Not like, even 24. It That's wasn't even sad. 24.
0: It was 20. I was like, "What the heck is this?" And then, um, and then so it only did 720p at uh at 30 frames, which is fine at the time. But like, you couldn't change your settings. Like, you could just
1: like one fixed. Setting. It wasn't.
0: It was like pretty much in, in movie mode. It was program. It was basically programmed. It was like you can't change your shutter speed. Can't change your aperture. aperture. I was like
1: Doh. a T1. I really. Yeah, T1i.
0: yeah, the T2I was the first one that you can actually you started to be able to change your settings.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: Anyways, so yeah, and then so you got your first camera. You got your first DSLR. Yeah. And then.
1: And then. How did that
0: progress? How did that evolve?
1: Uh, so that was mainly for photos. I didn't hit the video stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I transitioned more to video when I got a GH4. Okay. And.
0: So how, how far along was that gap, like in that window? Uh,
1: I think, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember. So I had my T2I in junior year of high school, and then I got my GH4, I think, junior year of college. So, what, a four year gap? Yeah, that's a four year Were gap. Were you
0: doing anything like in the professional space at, at that point, like?
1: Uh, no, the GH, like once I got the GH4, that was like the kick of like, okay, I'm gonna try right to And now I'm gonna start, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that was the start. That was in May 2015 when I went to Japan, and then I made my Japan video. And that's what kind of kicked me off for my portfolio.
0: <laughs> yeah, just using all your travel footage?
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's how I pretty much got all, like, started getting my gigs, slowly but so surely. What, so what kind
0: of what kind of gigs did you start doing, uh, like, in your early career?
1: Um, mostly um, some, of my, some of my friends who were in fashion, they wanted me to do more like a behind-the-scenes, like... How they do their day, how they how they start off, or how they work, and just stuff like that. Like general and, doc stuff. Yeah, like mini doc stuff, but it was all b-roll, so it, I didn't really consider it as the doc. Um, and then I used to do like my friends' events, like I just did recaps back when. So it's, basically,
0: doc stuff. That is yeah, doc stuff. Yeah. B-roll events, like. Yeah,
1: I'm a big b-roll person. That's
0: that's doc work, um, and like. What I've noticed, too, is, like, just having the ability to, to navigate that space really helps, especially here in Vegas, you know, there's always something rolling through. There's always something happening. Like, there's always an event that needs yeah. to be covered, always something that needs to be captured and documented. So um, I talk about this a lot, but, like, having that documentary background really helps with that. Um, so as you started kind of developing these, uh, like, kind of going through all these gigs, how did, how did you go about with... Um, Kind of creating your own, st- like n- d- defining your own style.
1: Uh, my style, I always just le- leaned more candidness. Not, I, I don't know if that count. Yeah, yeah. like natural. Carité. I don't like, I don't like telling people to be like, oh, can you do that again for camera? Mm-hmm. Just because I'm all about genuineness. Yeah. And and it just doesn't feel the same. And before, I really wanted to shoot. For music festivals, like that was like my big thing because I had a big music festival phase. Dude, I mean, they're fun. Yeah, and but when I learned, I interviewed Lindsay Cook, and she was telling me that most of the stuff isn't genuine. I was like, uh, maybe I don't want to do this stuff anymore. Yeah, it depends.
0: It's it's a little bit of some. It's a little it's a little bit of both. Um, and I think it also depends on you know who you ask too. Um, like sometimes, like especially like weddings because i know you've done a lot of weddings and like i've done a lot of weddings and like if i see something that's like particularly like visually like stimulating uh, i'll maybe ask them to like hey can you do that again can you can you stop what you're doing but just do it over here but like kind of so that way it's like it's not so much staged it's just so much i i want to manage light and like yeah i want to I want it to look a certain way, but like maintaining that like genuine aspect of just do what you're going to do. Just do it over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that Verite style too. Like I, I always hate, I don't know, maybe because would you say you're an introvert?
1: Uh, I used to be extro, Now I'm intro. Really? Yeah. I keep track. <laughs> you keep track. I, keep, I, take I have a the log. Test.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a log. I, I, I take it every, take it every year. I actually do. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> anyways i I think I've always been I've always been like super introverted um, and I don't know I just don't like I don't like talking to people <laughs> as weird as that sounds, but like if I'm working and I'm like shooting something I'm like shooting someone doing so especially if it's like a stranger someone yeah. I don't know I don't want to go up to them and be like, "Hey, like I don't know I hate doing that too you know like especially or like if you if you need to ask someone to get a testimonial or like an interview like i get like I get anxiety it's like oh yeah." Interviews yeah.
1: aren't as bad because, well, if they know they're gonna get interviewed, then it's yeah. not as bad. But if
0: it's like you're going up to someone, like you completely like don't know, yeah. it's like
1: Ugh. you're like, hey, can you do this, please? Yeah. And then, then when they say no, I'm just like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you're really into the downtown artsy scene.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs>
0: uh, what's so appealing about it to you?
1: Um, just the fact that the arts culture has grown within the past, like, three or four years. Because mm-hmm. um, before then, like, a lot of people say that downtown was really sketchy and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I never experienced it when it was sketchy. I am lucky enough to experience it when the art started growing. Like, I guess, like, when First Friday yeah. started coming here. Um, and I don't know. It's just I started gravitating towards the people who were always downtown because I noticed that they were all creative, like, DJs, painters artists, photographers, design,
0: like all that, the whole, yeah,
1: all, all, all those things. And so I just wanted to surround myself with those people. And I didn't really, I didn't really know anyone like that until I hit like the downtown scene. So did
0: you do a lot of like networking here too and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. But the trick is I don't think of it as networking. I just think of it as making friends. (laughs) Making
0: friends. I mean, they're pretty synonymous really. It's just kind of a game of semantics, but, um, that's you know that's that especially for me because like I said like I'm, I'm 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 a real introvert like I don't really like going out to like you know it's party <laughs> yeah or like you know just going out and like meeting people like I like meeting people it's just it takes a lot for me to like
1: yeah like, it takes your energy out I mean that's what an introvert is um
0: so how, like how did you go about like making like Networking, you know, <laughs> like how did you go about, uh, you know, meeting other creatives? Like in the downtown, were there like specific events, or like how did that?
1: I mean, kind of- I just went to a lot of events. Like, what kind of events? The Rabbit Hole was a very big um, part of my downtown. I guess like networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I just met a lot of people through there. That was really a really big outlet for me because I used to do their videos, their recaps for every monthly they had. Um, so for
0: those don't know, like. What, what is the rabbit hole? Oh,
1: so the rabbit hole is a beat collective here in Las Vegas. There's a bunch of, I think there's like 12 of them now, and they all create music, or they're they're a DJ, or they're both. Mm-hmm. And they just try to, I don't know, expose like a different underground side. Underground, yeah. Yeah, so like there, there are a lot of, um, I don't really know how to describe beat scene, but, well, I guess I did a doc on them too, but how they described it is it's when you expect unexpected mm-hmm. type of music mm-hmm. there's no there's no like build up and drop it's just weir- weird shit but cool shit <laughs> yeah for
0: sure no that's cool um and that, that's actually a really good segue to my next point it's like because you, you've done a lot of stuff for rabbit hole like how did that whole start like how did that start
1: uh i met a couple people on instagram
0: <laughs> so instagram yeah so.
1: I've, I've made a lot of my friends through instagram too actually networking through instagram yeah yeah that's crazy how
0: like social media like plays a huge role in you know what we do like how we you know how we meet people because like even I like myself I've um, like a i have like I can name off of five friends right now that I only know on Instagram like that don't even live in Vegas that but oh, that like
1: you, yeah, and you haven't met them in yeah person, we've never yeah.
0: met before but yeah. we you know but you know we're still homies so yeah. it's crazy how I don't know it's crazy how social media is like so.
1: I love social media. Yeah, it's,
0: like, so pervasive, but it's, like, so... Uh, it's such an integral part of, like, our lives. But, yeah, so you met some people through Instagram, and then...
1: Yeah, so, like, the, the guy that was, you just hear, David Cuff. Yeah, He yeah. was one of the people that I met. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, the other person was Jeb, and he was telling me... He was hes a member of the Rabbit Hole. And so he was like, oh, I'm playing next month. Come watch me DJ. And yeah. so I did, and that's when I did my first... Really shitty video. <laughs> so, you just brought your camera in? Yeah, I just bought my camera, and I was shy because um, I, I was just shy because I never really filmed like that before, like for an event before. And I didn't, I had this really big LED on my camera because I, really? oh, I had just man. gotten it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to test it, but it was really dark. So I didn't want to be that asshole who shined a light in their face while they were 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 DJing. Rosemary
0: had an on-camera LED. Yeah,
1: I know. And then I realized that I hated on-camera LEDs. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. Well, I mean, at least you learned that, like, early on. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, how did that turn out? And then did that just blossom into, like...
1: It was... A million butterflies
0: of friendships, or
1: yeah, well, pretty much, I became friends with everyone at at Rabbit Hole, and I always went to their monthly every month. I'm sure other
0: artists would see that and be like, "Hey."
1: Yeah, so I've gotten like a few gigs from that too, and I don't know. I've had a lot of other musician friends, not in Rabbit Hole, but like they play guitar and they throw events, and I also have like painter friends who throw events, like gallery events. Oh, cool. I was just that person who would do who did, the like camp. did the recaps <laughs> yeah. of like the, yeah. the the
0: art art events that's really cool. You even tried your hand at DJing at one point.
1: Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: did that come from?
1: Uh, I've just always really loved music. And I mean I've always wanted to DJ, but I just never really had anyone teach me and I never had the equipment. Yeah. And somebody from the Rabbit Hole Julian taught me. So I got to play at like the first off feel- off all female rabbit hole event. Oh wow! That was my debut. But I but I don't call myself a DJ. <laughs> How was it though? It was really fun. I drank half. Was it
0: super, super sh- nerve wracking?
1: Yeah, I drank half a bottle of wine. <laughs> Before
0: or after? <laughs>
1: Before, Before, obviously. <laughs> oh man! But it was a good time. And I I don't normally drink, but sometimes that I just I <laughs> that night I did. That night I did because I was nervous as hell.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Um. So, so uh, did your relationship with the rabbit hole? Did that uh, spur any kind of meaningful relationships that uh, from then on?
1: Uh, well, I dem- I stopped doing videos for them because I was just trying to go somewhere, like do some other gigs. Yeah, I feel trying like to branch out. Yeah, I was trying to branch out. Like I did more more weddings, and it was taking up my time, and so like I had to I had to stop doing videos for them. Were they then- paying? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. So that, I
0: mean that's a big factor too. Yeah. Um. Obviously weddings. That's what I always equate. I always tell my friends like I always equate weddings with uh with like an ex, like a really bad ex. That's like <laughs> what. <laughs> so it's like sometimes like like you'll always have to deal with them, kind of to a point, mm. and like they're always gonna be like they're always gonna be there, but you don't necessarily like want to you know. Yeah. That's the kind of way I see it. Cause like I. I'm not, like I said this with uh, the, in the last episode with Mike, like I'm not really too fond of weddings, but they're there. Like I, yeah. Sometimes I'll have to deal with you because I, you know, I got to pay rent.
1: I got to pay my bills, man. <laughs>
0: you know, exactly. So, um, yeah, so you, so you started getting into weddings, and then uh, where'd you go from there? You, uh, you said you went, you so you went freelance for a while?
1: Yeah, so after I graduated college, I just freelanced for a year and a half, and then, and then I got my job at Vegas at Home. And this is really recent. This was the last May when I started Vegas.com. Wow. Yeah. So I'm hitting my one year soon. That's pretty cool. So uh, what are you shooting on now? Uh, so I'm shooting on shooting on an A7S Mark II. Sony game. That's for my video, and then for my photos because I've I'm doing more photos now. I use the Fujifilm XT10. Super hipster. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, why no, I it, want it. it's really
0: cool. It's it's a it's a neat little cam. I, I've been looking at the X100F. Um, um, and so, tell us about your kind of evolution of cameras. Because you said you were on the GH4. Yep. Um, was, was there something specific that made you go to the A7S, the Sony?
1: Sony was having their deal of buying other brands, <laughs> so they could switch to Sony. And and my GH4's touchscreen was broken, so it was like the it was the perfect time for me to like switch out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, when so it was at BNC when I got my camera last year in like April or May or something like that, and the guy brought, bought my GH for like 800 or 900, I was like, what the hell, this touch screen is broken. <laughs> but he yeah. knew that? Yeah, I told He's him. Like, yeah,
0: he was like, I don't
1: care, here, here's 900, Wait, buy a Sony. <laughs> this was at B&C? Yeah. This, it was, the Sony was, uh, Sony was having the deal. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I was like, here, take my credit card. <laughs> and there goes two grand take I was like here goes two grand so, so
0: what's it like? How, has it been how's, how's the how's the Sony life treating you
1: oh no I love it because I always well back then I would always shoot low light like events oh yeah, yeah. like the rabbit hole was always especially dark especially rabbit hole yeah. <laughs> yeah it was super dark and I always felt bad when I had my GH4. It was kind of grainy because I was pushing it at 6,400
0: ISO. <laughs> oh, dude, with the GH4? Yeah. R.I.P. I would not go above 1,600 on that thing. Because I yeah. used to shoot on the GH4, too, and I would I would not push it again above. I would just open up as much as I can and just leave yeah. it. At, if it's I, I mean,
1: I didn't want to push it to 64, but I had to. Yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, that's it's rough. Um, The GH5 looks really cool. Did you... Have you...
1: I actually used a GH5 this past January at a gig because they rented it out for me. Dude, how did you like it? I actually really liked it, and I it made me a little nostalgic for my GH4. Dude, I liked it too because I've
0: used one a couple times. Like I've used uh, one of my buddies, and it's like you know, like the same thing. It's like nostalgic, but it's like it takes really good video, and it's like it's got like you know, it's got all the it's it's got all the pro features you kind of want in a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that the the A7S III has has 60p. 4K. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That'd be super. If if it has that, I might just, I might just have to buy one. Um,
1: <laughs> Wait till a Sony deal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you already have a Sony.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I got a lot of Sony's. Um, so what kind of work? So kind of coming around to like the the film and TV industry. Like, what kind of work have you done in that realm?
1: Uh, so I actually mainly for the film and TV industry, I've mainly PA'd actually. Yeah, so tell us about that. Yeah. So. Um, before, cam mopping for, like, film and TV stuff really intimidated me because they usually use bigger cameras, and I try to stay away from bigger c- cameras. Big, big camera system. <laughs> big camera I mean, system. it's scary. The first yeah. time you look
0: at it, it's like, what?
1: Yeah. What the heck is this button? So, but I, I love helping people, and I love being on set. So I'm always down to PA. Mm-hmm. So I actually did, I freelance pa for probably like a year and a half, too.
0: You don't do that anymore?
1: I still do every now and then. Now and then. I'm just really picky. Um, and... Yeah, uh, I cam up mostly for, like, convention stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a lot, but I've been lucky enough to be a cam-op for AVN for two years. Dang. So that was fun.
0: That sounds... Do you have any cool stories?
1: Uh, I shot Lil Wayne this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. That
0: sounds really... That sounds crazy. Um, but, yeah, I think PA, like, PA is, like, it's such an underrated, like, position on, and role on set. It's, like, one of the coolest... Like, positions, because, like, you get to, well, one, you're helping everyone out, but, like, two, you get to, like, work with each department. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not department-specific, and you get to, like, you you get to just observe.
1: Yeah, and that's perfect for me, because I just like doing a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, cool. It's, like, you get thrown
0: into this fire, and you can just watch how these people are starting. You know, it's, like, because I remember there have been a couple times where I've I've been on movie sets. And, um, I was kind of like a camera PA, like a camera trainee kind of role. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just kind of watching everything and I was like, my mind was being blown with all the, I was just watching and observing and it's, it's just so wild how just watching and like,
1: yeah, you, you can learn a lot of stuff while being a PA, which is awesome.
0: That's ridiculous. Um, so you said camera hopping intimidated you. Is there something that, um, in that industry that you you'd, you'd want to, you kind of pursue more? Nope. Would it be cam- No? You don't even? Nope. <laughs> even if you learn bigger camera systems, you wouldn't want to learn?
1: No? Well, I actually, I got to use an Ursa Mini Pro, too, at AVN, because mm. um, they just had an extra Ursa Mini Pro on the last two days. Yeah. So, that was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was really bad for my back, because it like... Oh, you were shoulder-mounted? Yeah. Were you on the shoulder? No, oh. I actually didn't even have a mount. Like, I it was oh. just a bare-bones Ursa the Mini Pro. <laughs>
0: What? Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah, so that was fun. That sounds like a bad time. Yeah, even but it was still even fun. Even if you're
0: handheld, like, I can still see, like, ugh.
1: Yeah, and that's the only thing, too, that why I kind of stopped freelancing for a bit. My back was really getting really out of shape. Invest in
0: an easy rig or, or yeah. head up Camp Rhino.
1: Oh, yeah. It's um, I a nice plug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm always trying to get my friends to come to Camp Rhino with me, and they're like, ooh, yeah
1: week he's especially like, yeah, mike sure. mike says that
0: all the time i've been trying to get him to go for years
1: he's not going to camp right now mike
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know seriously um so you went through bits of the film program at unlv yep S- so what is that like because you weren't a film major
1: no i wasn't
0: <laughs> so how does how does that work but okay we, but we've but, had film classes together
1: yeah we so, have so how does that work uh so my major was interdisciplinary studies and It's kind of like a customizable major, and so you can choose, like, two or three areas of study. So I chose three. Film was one of them, and then I also studied marketing and hospitality. And the way the program works, or at least for UNLV, you needed to take six classes in each each area study, and, like, I think four or five of them had to be upper division, and I kind of, like... Cheating my way around the system because i didn't want to take like film 101 yeah
0: intro fis 100 yeah Ugh.
1: yeah i mean i still took market like the marketing started starter marketing classes because mm-hmm. i had a marketing minor but yeah for the most part in film i just kind of asked like hey can i skip this and go straight to cinematography <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey that's that's the smart way to do it
1: yeah because i didn't I, I just knew from the start I didn't want to do anything narrative. I just wanted to be more technical in the film pro- program.
0: Yeah, technical like how so
1: like technical like technical like learning about the technical side of cameras. Okay. And yeah, I'm not really about the, the screenplay or the, the, the movie study, yeah. like the study of film or anything like that. That is just film definitely not me. yeah. Nope, not me. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Um, so from what you've seen from your kind of brief exposed bits of the film program like what do you think of the film program like what do you um like what's your perspective on like film school
1: uh i think film school was great for meeting people who were obviously pursuing the same thing so that like going back to how how i network i mean film school is a great way to network with other people who are trying to be who, who you're trying to be too like because film is such a the reason I joined film is because it's such a collaborative like career well, absolutely yeah it's like ca- a, it's career. such a
0: <laughs> I mean yeah it is it's it's like I, I talked about this again like like if you watch a movie like look at the credits and like there are like thousands of people like usually in the credits it's like I've never seen that many people like on a photo shoot you know yeah it's like there. it takes so many people uh, working working Together for a common cause, and I think that's what's so appealing uh, yeah. about it. Um, so, like the networking aspect, and that, that was actually a big reason that I decided to go, that I really wanted to pursue uh, the film program. Is I think my number one reason was the networking, mm-hmm. and I think for me that pay, I think that was probably the most one of the most valuable things that I've t- taken away from film school, because um, like I like I've met people that I still work with now, mm-hmm. you know. And, and also some of the mentors that you have and the teachers and instructors, like they, like kind of the, on an individual level, like meeting them, um, meeting some, some of them kind of really changed my, uh, how I see things and uh, like change, literally changed my life. And, um, you know, it's weird because like, there's always the debate of like whether film school is like worth it or not. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know it. It's such a cop-out answer, but, like, it really does depend. Like, it depends on the program. It depends on who you'll meet. You're not going to know who you're going to meet. It depends on... We all essentially get the same information. It's just kind of what you do with with that information. Um, Like, I had a very very profound uh, impact from Waldman, the cinematography instructor.
1: Same. (laughs)
0: Uh, And it's like... And he doesn't even teach there anymore. So, like, I don't even know what it's like for film students that are currently in that program because like I think that he single-handedly like changed the way my perspective on you know film and like Mm -hmm. visuals visual storytelling not even film just visual storytelling as a whole whether it be photos videos you know whatever just looking at something visually and yeah, he's not even, he's not even there anymore. He's, I know. he's, he's teaching over, he's back in, uh, Somewhere uh, in Southern California. Cal State Long Beach. Oh, Cal State
1: Long Beach? Yep.
0: And I'm like, dang, he, that, he, he was one of the single greatest assets of the film. Pro- so like now it's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what the film program is like. Cause to me, uh, that instructor and the networking were the two biggest takeaways that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know now, you know, it's different for each person. A lot of people who were into the film theory and film history and stuff like that. You weren't. I so much I'm starting to get into it now. Mm-hmm. I think after the facts. Kind of getting sentimental. But like I don't know. It depends. I don't know. It really depends.
1: Yeah, I think each person has their own preferences.
0: Yeah. Um but like as like like as you said like as I said, uh, being a PA on set, you get to if you're if you just go if you just jump straight into it, um you can just you're literally thrown into the fire yeah. and you're, you're being thrown into professional work. So like you're going to learn a lot quickly when, you know, money's in the, in the, in the game, as yeah. opposed to if it's just some student film, like, so you I have like,
1: a, I feel like you get a different mindset Yeah, when you're at, like actually on set and getting paid for it. It's a
0: lot more pressure. Yeah, it's you, like,
1: you, you can't fuck up. It's not just,
0: it's, <laughs> it's not just like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I'll, I'll get a B.
1: <laughs> it's
0: like no, you're gonna get fired.
1: <laughs> I know, no, you're not gonna get paid.
0: That's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm always interested in, in seeing how other, what other people's perspectives. Because I've seen a lot of people that have gone through the film program that have um, that are still just like they're they're crushing it. They're, they're always busy, always doing work. Um, and then I've seen people that go through the film program that are like struggling to find work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa, I've, I've seen people that haven't gone to film school are crushing it and you know it's 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 just really dependent on the type of person you are um so circling back around to uh, vegas.com you do social media and uh, what is this crazy title you have
1: well we don't really have titles but i i manage the social media and i shoot and edit the micro content that goes on the 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 social media platforms so anything under a minute that was shot and edited by me, probably. So how, did,
0: so how did you get linked up with Vegas.com? Uh
1: shout out to Heather. Heather from Feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So Who also
0: she, went through UNLV film, by the way. Yeah. Networking, shout out. But yeah, so so how did that how did that work out? How did you link up with Heather and how did they link you up with Vegas.com?
1: So Heather was actually teaching I think a lighting a lighting uh was it a lighting class yeah. in cinematography. Because I think Waldman was like In Brazil or something, I don't know. He was shooting something and he wasn't there, so I think it was Heather and Alfredo that was teaching a lighting class. Okay, all about keynote flows and all that. Yeah. And no, I just actually went up to her and was like, "Hey, I'm trying to like get into more film work. Can we exchange contact information?" Which is rare. I don't really do that, but for some crazy,
0: I don't know if I would do (laughs) that.
1: So, I was actually I was really nervous to talk to Heather at that time. He just kind of went up to
0: yeah. draft class and like hey, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, after after a class. And then um, I worked with her again at Las Vegas Film Festival oh, cool. 2 years ago. Like she was doing BTS and I was doing the social media for it. Those are the only two times I've ever interacted with her. Wow. And then a year later she's like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing social media for vegas.com?" So, just out of the blue? Like- yeah, just out of the blue. Wow. Because, I don't know, maybe she remembered I did social media for LBFF or something like that. So, yeah, they were looking for somebody who would do social media and shoot.
0: That's cool how, like, those random, you know, like, if you just, it's like Inception. If you just plant that idea, like, if you, the idea of you in someone's mind, and then a couple years down the road, they just call you up and like, hey got a job
1: <laughs> hey do you do you need a stable job quote, <laughs> stable <quote. laughs> income. that's
0: great that's so cool that's so cool that uh how that happened and now um just just that simple act of you reaching out mm-hmm.
1: um, and i think i also i think spencer also mentioned my name as well because he's also like he's he's my co-worker and mm. so he told roberto that i do social media and video as yeah, well and actually
0: pretty much all of the vegas.com staff is from unlv, UNLV film UNLV, <laughs> unlv film yeah so that's interesting i mean I mean again circling back to like the networking thing it's like it's like one of the most valuable assets to have it's like if you you know if and like planting like inception planting the idea of you in someone else's head like they'll they'll refer, refer to you when they're trying to think of someone that needs to fill a position or something like that and ah oh, that's really cool how
1: yeah it's it's all about relationships that's like also like the one thing I learned about in marketing too uh uh-huh. all about relationships and who you know and so that's how I got most of my gigs. They're all referral. Like that's, 90% of them were referral or Instagram. That's super cool. That is <laughs> yeah. that
0: is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, me too. Like all of mine, probably, yeah, probably 90%, or just pretty much all word of mouth um, referrals. Um, probably 10% of them are from online, like my website. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll get random emails from producers be like, hey, yo, we're coming to Vegas. We need a, we need a DP. Um, so those are cool. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Like the power of, the influence of just, being a good person.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's just Whatever. keep on doing you, and the good people will come. Like don't don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole, yeah. or you attract ass- assholes. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's really cool. So yeah, Vegas.com. You guys are putting out a ton of content. Is it mainly to Facebook?
1: Uh, it depends on what it is. Okay. Um, like if if it's the short form content that I'm doing, it goes on like the Twitter, Facebook, and so Instagram. Kind of
0: platform specific. Yeah. Content.
1: But Facebook is our is our media platform pretty much. Gotcha. I mean, we have a YouTube, but it's all the leverage has gone on Facebook because Facebook's just trying to overtake the world. Facebook, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's true. <laughs> Facebook is like, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you guys are putting out a ton of content. You guys are doing like indoor skydiving. That was so fun. <laughs> Ax, axe Monkey, I, you guys did a thing on stripper robots. Yeah, that was that
1: was very strange.
0: <laughs> Escape rooms. Yeah, so what in the how did you like the for the stripper robots? Like what what was that? What was that about? It was just It was at Sapphire, right?
1: Yeah, it was at Sapphire. It was only during CES week though. So they uh, don't have That it. makes sense. Yeah, they don't have it now. That makes sense. So sorry for anyone who wanted to see the who stripper Robots. It, who
0: got excited. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um dang. have you watched Black Mirror? No. Oh. Sorry, I don't watch anything. <laughs> I need to watch one. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so, what is the brainstorming process like? And, like, how are they? Because assuming they're scripted and, like, thought out and pre produced, like, what is the pre production process like? And, like, how do you go about choosing which, like, activity, like, which adventure to go on?
1: Uh, well, actually, a lot of the pre production goes for the longer form content. Which is more like Roberto and Spencer's side. Mm-hmm. Mine is actually more running gun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but we do have to contact, like the, the contact, like the PR agency or the owner beforehand before we go there. Sure. Yeah, because because I mean, they're our partners essentially too. So we're kind of just doing them a favor. Yeah. Because Obviously, it's, I mean, it's yeah.
0: advertising pretty much.
1: Yeah, it, it's free promo for them. And, and more content for you. Yeah, and more content for us. And. Yeah, just but just recently it's been more for our biggest.com partners. Before it was just more downtown events that I knew about and that were unique, so I just went over there and run and gunned it. They're usually they were all my friends usually who were throwing events gotcha. downtown. So the short
0: form stuff, you just kind of go there and just cover it pretty much. Yeah, just, I mean
1: I let them I let them know beforehand that I'm going to come. It's not like I just show up. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for for those events, for the short form stuff that you do, I, like is, how is that process? Is that process any different, like in terms of, like, is it partners still, or like the Vegas.com partners, or like how do you?
1: Well, it de- it just depends on what we're shooting. So I I'm I'm the I'm the one that shoots the Vegas Greater Vegas and Vegas Vibe series because all of our content is like web series based, and so Vegas Vibes is more for like the unique events and places. So like the stripper robots and the pop up cat cafe, and. Greater Vegas is more like places to go outside of Vegas, road trip-wise, because yeah. I really like hiking, and I thought it would be really cool to integrate, because a lot of people just think that Vegas is the strip, but mm. like we do have naturey places I mean, like, to go yeah. to.
0: <laughs> it's like anywhere else, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so for the longer form stuff, like how involved are you in the pre-production process? And I'm not at you're all. Not at all. I'm
1: just the other cam-op.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So is that is that your primary role on set for those stuff? Or you're just a cam-op? For the
1: longer, yeah. I'm either I'm either op or for for bigger. Stuff like we just shot with the Magic Dragon the other day. Like we hire out DPs for that, and I'm a PA, which is okay. which is cool.
0: So going back to the PA role, yeah, you just get to watch them. Well, I kind of well. have no choice
1: for that. Well, but. there you know. go. <laughs> that too. It's still fun.
0: <laughs> um, so have you? Do you have any like distinct or like favorite memories from any of those <laughs> adventures?
1: Like just straight li- like from Vegas.com. Yeah. Um, there is this one time I did. Have you ever gone to Gold Strike Hot Springs?
0: I've, I've heard about it a million times. Yeah,
1: so it's a hot spring hike, and it's by Hoover Dam. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour one-way hike to get to the bottom of the Colorado River mm-hmm. and all the hot springs. But we started at, like, two in the afternoon, and we had to hike the entire thing in the dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, a, we had to hike back. In the dark, we had lights, though. We had our iPhones. Your iPhones. <laughs> Larissa had her. She actually had one of those like hiker oh, lights man. that you strap around your head. So yeah, that was fun. Talk about being prepared. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> Roberto had to watch his football. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a really big highlight. Um, indoor skydiving was really cool. We just did Pole Position Raceway last week, Uh and so I got to race on the indoor race cars. Did you ever do it before? Nope. Oh, man. And it was so cool because they go up to 45 miles per hour. They're so fast. Yeah, they're They're really fast. fast. I was shaking for so long. That place is so
0: fun. And it's all electric, too.
1: Yeah, which is awesome.
0: (laughs) Which Yeah, dude. Pole Position. Oh, man. Anyways, so I noticed that you took your website
1: down. Uh, Oh, yeah. What is that all about? I'm remodeling it.
0: Are you uh, kind of rebranding? Like what? How? In in what sense?
1: I'm not rebranding it. I'm adding another aspect to it, which is my blog. <laughs> so, okay, gotcha. So before it Building would just that. be my uh, photo and video portfolio, but now I'm integrating a blog because Are I feel you- like a lot of. Because I'm also trying to be an influencer <laughs> right, right. on Instagram, and so I feel like a lot of influencers also have a blog aspect to to how they get gigs and stuff like that. Right. So plus, I want to. I feel like Instagram captions aren't enough. Uh, I always have a lot more to describe, and so that's why I'm, I'm starting a blog.
0: Right. And, like, obviously, like, Instagram added that feature where you can add multiple pictures to a post, but it's hard to, you know, visually tell that story with one little image. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think that's where blog posts are really cool because, like, you know, you can mark them up however you want and, you know. Um,
1: and people can share them to your social right platforms right and
0: then that just drives more you know engagement to your your website Mm -hmm. um so are you still going to maintain like that portfolio aspect of it on your website or are you just trying to
1: yeah i am i'm it's it's going to be my portfolio and my blog gotcha and it's going to be also linked to my youtube which is kind of on hold because my blog is about traveling and i haven't been able to travel recently Mm -hmm. but come april there will be more more content
0: gotcha (laughs) So, actually, we'll talk about that too in a sec. Uh, traveling, but um, I noticed another another one of your uh, big trends is is thrifting. Yep. <laughs> How did that come about?
1: Um, I just didn't have a lot of money, <laughs> and so I went to a thrift store. It's and simple I, enough. Yeah, yeah, and I found out that you could get really good stuff for I don't know, like two three bucks. <laughs> so that's
0: crazy. So you just. Uh, is there, do you have, like, a collection of thrift stores you, you yeah. like, usually? Like, how do you, you um, find new one? I don't know. Like. I
1: usually go to Goodwill. Like, there's always a battle between Goodwill and Savers, but I always go to Goodwill because I feel like their deals are better. Interesting. And um, uh, I go to Buffalo Exchange, even though that's a little bit more pricier. They're picky, so they're more of a consignment store. They buy stuff from people, and then they sell it. Okay. So, I go there, and then, I don't know, just random thrift stores. Like, there's a thrift store just down the street that sells stuff for 50 cents.
0: So, and and then when you go there, you, what are you mainly, like, what is, do you have any goals, like, going in? Like, are you looking to get like clothes or are you looking to get something specific or are you just... Nope, I just go in. Just go in and just an yeah. adventure and we'll, Cause, look, cause, we'll see what we get. Because
1: before I would have like this motive like, oh, I'm going right. to find a good pair of shoes today and then I don't find a good pair of shoes and then I get disappointed.
0: Yeah, so having that expectation, like removing that expectation kind of... kind of It helps build that, you know, excitement. You yeah. Know? That's, that's cool. That's really interesting because um, you recently found some Filmmaking items.
1: Yeah, well, those are not thrift stores or pawn stores. Pawn stores. Yeah, pawn stores. so that that's different. But I mean, it's still like cheaper than what it normally is. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, so that was just that was actually really recent. Like I just started going to pawn stores like three months ago. Uh-huh. I've been thrifting for like two or three years now. Oh. And yeah, that's where I found my Fujifilm body. And your cam- one of your cameras. Yeah, and then I also just recently found a crane too a freaking crane <laughs> and what
0: it was the heck? it was brand new <laughs> I saw that I saw that on your Instagram feed and I was like what the fuck <laughs> I was tripping
1: yeah and it everything works well I mean how it's supposed to work I was
0: tripping yeah. so how much did you get it for
1: um so I got it for 500 flat but I pay like 25 bucks for warranty in case I want to return it just in case Oh so they
0: have a warranty yeah where they will just give you your money back
1: Yeah you they just refund the entire interesting thing yeah
0: is that just, like, whenever you want, or, like, no, it, if it, there's something wrong with it? It or? depends
1: on the pawn source. but Super Pawn is where I got it, and oh. so I paid, you pay, I think, 5% of what the price is, and then you can return it within 15 days. Or okay. if you pay 10% of the price, you can return it within 30 days. So, yeah, I was like, 15, 15 days is a good time window.
0: Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you're just... Sol and like yeah, pretty you much you can't return it. Dang yeah, it's a hit or miss with pawn stores. Interesting yeah, that's really cool though. Like that's like how much do they retail for?
1: Seven fifty.
0: $7. Seven wow.
1: Yeah, so I got thirty percent off. That's pretty that's, much. That's wild.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm waiting on that. Uh, have you seen that Ronin S? Uh, it's basically the same thing, just DJI is making a new one.
1: I saw a Ronin M at a pawn store once. That's oh man. <laughs> About to hit, pawns, yeah, uh, <laughs> to hit up some pawn stores. Yeah, you should go to
0: some pawn stores. That's pretty wild. Um, that's really cool, though. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of I'm waiting on that because uh, they announced it at uh, CES the uh, Ronin cast It's basically a handheld gimbal. Same people that make oh, the. Oh wait, no,
1: I did see it then. <laughs> did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah that that thing looks cool. I'm. It's not out yet, right? No, no, no. no. Okay, okay, I thought so. They're they said they said it should be out Q two. So I don't know. We'll see soon. Hopefully. But that thing looks cool. I'm um, because I've been using my a sixty five hundred a lot more, um, like a lot more, mm-hmm. um, because it's such it's such a robust little camera, and it's such it's so nice to be able to bring this out, bring bring that thing out, uh, as opposed to my FS seven. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, could you imagine having me to lug all my FS seven crap out?
1: Yeah, do your this with the FS oh. seven. <laughs> that would be so funny. It would be so annoying. Then a lot of more people people would be taking pictures of yeah, us right be, now.
0: Yeah, the setup would be a little bit. A little
1: yeah. bit too much.
0: Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And then, and then, so you do a lot of traveling too, or at least you did. You're not traveling now, you said.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been slammed with a lot of work stuff. So, oh, and I injured my knee snowboarding, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't be I can't go out anywhere really. So you do a lot of traveling solo. Oh yeah, I did. Well, I used to, but I mean, I still do every now and then. I'm going to Thailand this April solo, so I'm excited for that's, that. I don't even. What? you're like, what <laughs> what the heck? How do you I, I, You're like I can't I can't, I'm I can't
0: even... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to imagine myself going somewhere so like uh, uh I don't I I don't even know where to begin. So like what like what drove you to Just go solo? Yeah.
1: Um well joining couch surfing really helped. So I'm part of a couch surfing community where you literally is that like an online
0: thing, yeah, like a community? Yeah, there's a
1: community. It's couchsurfing.org, okay. so it's an it's a legit is an, community.
0: Is there an app for it?
1: Yes, yeah. there is. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Technology.
1: So that's when I first started traveling solo, but, I mean, at the time, I wasn't staying with surfers. I just went to the meetups, like, in L.A. and oh, in different okay. cities, and that's how I made a lot of my friends outside of Vegas. And then, yeah, Frontier just had some banging deals uh-huh. for a round trip. All my, uh, I think back in fall 2015, all my round trip deals were $40. What and the heck? Yeah. So I literally just did day trips on the days that I didn't have class. So I like went to Denver, Columbus. Um, wait, no, not Columbus. Sorry. Cleveland, Cincinnati. I get those mixed up. I went to Cleveland and Cincinnati. Austin. What, 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 uh, what airline? Frontier. Okay. Sorry, I thought I mentioned that. Wow. But yeah, Frontier. And nowadays, I think their lowest deal is like, it's still $40. Oh, no, sorry. It was $30 back then. Now it's $40. Oh, man. So I just bought a trip to San Jose for 40 bucks. So I'm excited.
0: That's crazy. And you go just go by yourself? Yeah. So you do you use the couch surfing now? Or, or?
1: Yeah. And um, well, nowadays I have. Well, if it's a
0: trade trip, obviously you don't really need to worry about that stuff. But like.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. But if I go for longer, I still couch surf. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays I've been traveling with my partner Apollo, but we still couch surf. It's like when we went to Salt Lake City, we stayed with somebody there, and he actually came to Vegas last month, or like a couple months ago, and he stayed with, well, no, he was going to stay with us, but we met up. Anyways, but yeah, there when I couch served in Europe, um, my host from Stockholm actually came from Vegas, and then oh. we hosted her. Oh, so it's, wow. a, it's, it's, a, like, it's a really big cultural exchange, and that's why I love it so That's cool, much. and you get, yeah. to,
0: like, yeah, you get to embrace their culture, and then they, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Do you like keep in contact with them?
1: Oh, yeah, Definitely. My friend. So I used to have. Well, I have a friend who lives in Berlin now, but he used to work in Vegas. And when I was in Berlin, I met up with him while he was in Berlin, and I couch surfed over there. So, yeah, I've met up with same couch surfers in different cities. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dang. All about that networking. Yeah, all about that networking. Man,
0: that's going to be this theme instead.
1: Oh, this is the theme. Networking theme of the episode.
0: Networking <laughs> how to with...
1: make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> making
0: yeah, that's I like, like that title. That's like a good making title. making friends. <laughs> that's my title. Um, so yeah, obviously being a visual creative, obviously you're gonna bring your camera when you travel. Mm. Your Europe recap was a banger.
1: Thanks, man. The thing was. Thanks for watching. <laughs> every
0: uh, I think every shot, it, it had a very photographic uh, style, and like each shot had like a very timeless essence when I watched it. Um, I thought that was really cool and I loved how you like showed like each location that where you were. Like, yeah. The diverse that di- the diversity of location just kind of I don't know, it was really engaging. So
1: would, that was a solo that Yeah, was, that was a solo two week Europe trip.
0: But and but and I think in the video you're like with all your friends too. Like Yeah,
1: no, I was with Couch Surfers. The entire time I was with Couch Surfers. Or so I was long. just by myself hanging out.
0: That is wild. so you just tag along with them or mm-hmm. you just meet up with them? Like, yeah, how? like one of my is friends. Is it like a forum? Didn't... Like how do you
1: no, so there, like, you can message people, and everyone has their own profile and references. So I usually don't, I don't hang out with people if they don't have references, unless I actually meet them in person. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's when I. So okay, funny story. In Paris, I almost stayed with a nudist. Wow. <laughs> but why, I why got, didn't you? No, I got <laughs> to the airport. I was like, Hey, I'm in Paris now. What's your address? He was like, Oh, I put you on the calendar for next month. But luckily, somebody else reached out to me and was like, oh, if you reach an emergency, you can stay with me. So he's actually really cool because he is a music rigger. Oh. And that's all he ever does. And he's like rigged concerts for like Beyonce and Drake wow. and like big names like that. So it was really awesome that that happened. Because when I told people I almost stayed with the nudists, they were like, what the hell? What? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's wild. Um but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the recap, and I think it was, it's a very nice change of pace from like all the travel films you see today, because they're all, you know, Sam Calder, you know, for what he did, everyone's just trying to be him now, and it's like really annoying.
1: Wait, I, I don't know who Sam Calder is. Um,
0: you you would if you saw his work. Oh, really? um, I, only, every, I only know Casey and Peter. <laughs> yeah, it it's, I mean, Sam Calder's really good, um, but. Ever since he kind of hit the game, everyone's just trying to emulate that style. Same thing with Casey. Like, or same thing with Peter. They're such top influ. They're such big influences that you know people that are like starting up now. It's like they think that's good content, so that's they're trying to emulate that good content. And um, you know, they're they're great storytellers, but you know, I I'm I'm more leaning towards the aspect of, you know, finding your own voice yeah, um, and finding your own. Th- and that's why, that's why I think your, your, uh, your, your, re- your, your, recap was, was cool because like, it was like distinctly, I think your style, which yeah. I think was really cool about Aww, that. Oh,
1: thanks man. <laughs> Watch out for the Thailand one soon. <laughs> Are you, so you're working on it right now? No, I'm going to Thailand on April 19th. Okay, cool. Yeah. And i am be there for two weeks. That'd
0: be cool. Um, and then, so kind of the last kind of aspect around, I think the the the, tr- the triangle that is rosemary is like your love, or affinity for food.
1: Yeah, all day, every day. So obviously,
0: us <laughs> yes, as human beings, like obviously we love food, but like you find some of the coolest places, I think. I try. <laughs> um, like, how do you like? How does that work?
1: Uh, I use Yelp. Yelp is Just my Yelp. best friend. <laughs> Dude, Yelp yeah. is cool.
0: I think actually, I was in London um, a, four years ago, and I. Um, I did a lot of stuff solo. Um, mm-hmm. I was with family, but like I took a few days like to myself, and I just I went on Yelp and found some of the coolest freaking things. Yeah, dude. Dude, Yelp is cool.
1: I found a place called Fuck Offy in London, <laughs> thanks to Yelp.
0: <laughs> dude, I did this uh food tour in uh, London. It was uh, I found it. On, I think I found it on Yelp, but it was a food tour because London is such a culturally diverse place where like mm. all these migrants, come, like all these. People have come and kind of established in in the different areas of London, surrounding London, and we went on a food tour where we literally stopped by each culture and sampled some of the best foods in that
1: area. Nice. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Did you try Nigerian food? No, I don't think I tried Nigerian food. I tried Nigerian food in London. Wait, was it London? Yeah, it was London. (laughs) How was it? I would eat it again. <laughs> Either, I, think, I don't know what I ate, but I would eat it again. <laughs> I
0: think I think London is one of my favorite probably my favorite spot like places I've I've traveled to. Because it's it's so diverse and it's uh, I don't know, it's so Something cult- about it. culturally rich and and the historical value behind it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so you use Yelp and then obviously like we're here now. Um, because you know the owner. Yeah. Hashtag networking. Ooh,
1: Jared, go Jared. And then, um, do you,
0: do, um, do do you ever find yourself um, trading services like for places that you find like? Uh, so that's what I'm trying to work on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Going back to the whole influencer route. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm actually just now, like, luckily enough that some people are reaching out to me. Oh cool! And to be like, hey, media. There's this media day. Do You want to come and like media you can get day. complimentary items. Yeah, that's what I did. So my most recent post, I don't know. If, oh yeah, you saw it because you commented on it. The 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 drink with the mango on it. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to me and they're like, oh, there's a media day for our soft opening. Um, you get two free complimentary so items.
0: Wait, th- did they reach out to you because you tagged them?
1: No, no, no they just reached out to me. Oh. They just found me. I don't what know. The how. They found yeah, you. Yeah, they just found me. And they're just like, hey, Did we would you ta- like you to come to meet it? Did you tag
0: the location or something?
1: No. I, I've never even heard of this company. But, I mean, no, I take that back. I've probably seen photos of it because it's a very Instagrammable place, but it's only in L.A. and they just now open oh. in Vegas. And so they were reaching out, I guess, to, like, Vegas bloggers or influencers to obviously get their word out that they're here. Oh. And so, yeah, that just happened last Thursday.
0: <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, man, it's. It seems like your Instagram is just a, a a freaking like grub hub of just networking and and getting around. I'm trying. I'm trying to inspire
1: my friends. That's crazy. I've
0: been really slacking on the Instagram game lately. I haven't I, haven't, I don't think I've posted since the beginning of the year. Um I yeah, kind you of been, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have I've been, I mean I post on the stories but um, I don't know. I don't know why I fell off of it. Um, I'm trying to get back on because it's a I, lot of work. I used to well because I used to schedule all my posts. Mm. Um, I use a service where I can I can queue a post, write the caption, hashtag, and just let it go. Um, and then and then I think all my queue ran up, and I just haven't really gotten back to it.
1: Yeah, I feel that struggle.
0: But I don't know. I I think I've been I think what it is I, I've been focusing my energy on other things. Probably like my YouTube channel and like obviously this podcast.
1: Yeah, and, you've been shelling out a lot of content on your YouTube channel.
0: I'm, you well, know, I'm trying to. Um, I'm doing it more so because, you know, it's just fun to do. And also, it, going back to the, the thing with some of the top uh, influences like Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon, like some, a lot of the people who make filmmaking tutorials and guides, um, I'm just not a fan of, of how they convey, of how they relay that information. So it's like, Rather than just complaining about it, you know, why not just do it myself? Like, I, one of the photographers I follow, Jared Polin, he was a really big advocate for that. Like, he got pissed off uh, because he saw a lot of videos that were just garbage. Oh. So he was like, "I'm screw it, I'm going ma- to start making videos. So, yep. you know, it, it's a little bit of both. Um, I don't really have too much traction right now, but, you know, I'm more so doing it just because it's, it's fun to do. Sometimes companies will reach out to, like, I think I had, you know, my cart Innovative? Yeah, they emailed me yesterday. they were oh, like, yay. "Hey, hey, we saw your video. We loved it. It means a lot." And I was like,
1: "That's that's how you get it."
0: Shout out to Innovative. <laughs> I freaking love those cards. Um, so yeah, going uh, kind of running along the YouTube uh, thing. Why haven't you been posting?
1: Because I haven't been traveling. <laughs> uh,
0: so are you trying to dedicate your YouTube to just like solely travel? Yeah, stuff? travel
1: vlogging stuff. But now, well, now that I'm like. I haven't been traveling and I'm just like damn I want to release videos. I maybe I'll include food well, cause and Well, started, Cuz you started
0: cuz you kind of labeled it as a vlog, right?
1: Yeah. I don't well,
0: a vlog doesn't necessarily have to equate to travel.
1: No, but it yeah. makes it it
0: makes it more exciting for sure.
1: Yeah. It's just I've gotten a lot of feedback from my travel videos and so that's like that's what I want to shell out cuz that's what people want to see. Right. But I don't know. I'll I'll experiment with like doing a Thrifting vlog, and I don't know. I think like that a food would be vlog. super cool.
0: <laughs> like, like you should. I, I would, I would, I would have totally watched a video of you pawning that. Uh, the the crane. crane too. That would have been so cool. Like people, like you know, people love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I don't know when I th- when I when I when I see the word vlog, I, I think kind of think umbrella. Like, in umbrella terms, like vlog a vlog can be this, a vlog can be that. Um, uh, and obviously. You know, it, it just depends on what you want to do with it, but.
1: I just, I have a lot of, I have a lot of things that I want to do. Like, of, I have a yeah. lot of projects on my mind. <laughs>
0: yeah. I do too, like, especially for my YouTube channel. I have so many ideas that I want to pursue, but I just haven't. It's, I mean, well, for me, it takes, it takes a lot of time for me to shell out one video because, you know, I got to pre-produce it. I got to, I got to get the footage you know just like yeah. tr- and you gotta edit the, it. the struggle of making any video yeah um and like my thing is is like I, I'd rather you know obviously quality over quantity and like a lot of a lot of uh, content creators on youtube like the it's like they they're they're sticking to the schedule of like okay two videos a week and like like understandably like because they're making ad sense like off of those videos so mm. like Obviously, more minutes watched on your videos Needs equates to more money. M- more money. And, like, I totally get that. But, you know, I'd rather take a month on and spending a lot of time on one video than, you know, just showing them out every week. Um, but yeah, I would love to see more content from you on YouTube.
1: I'm, I'll, I'll do it. It'll, it's coming soon. It's <laughs> just everything coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. It's, cool. It's hard to just juggle everything because, I mean... I have to work. I'm not full time at Vegas.com, by the way. I, I only work 29 hours a week. A lot of people think I work full time for some reason, mm-hmm. but there's also like the freelance gigs I do on the side, and then I also try to work on my own stuff. And so it's just a lot of juggling going on. Because I think on. one of the
0: last time uh, it was a while ago. I think you you said that you weren't taking freelance gigs anymore.
1: Yeah, that was like, when I very first. When I told you the very first time I started Vegas.com, but it's it's still half of the time I don't. Taken. I just have to. I have to really like the gig. To You're be just like, really yeah. selective. Yeah, about I'm really selective now. Before I would just take anything, and that's how I got burnt out.
0: Yeah, that's really good though. Like I say that a lot. Like being like having the ability to, the having the ability to say no to things. Like it's almost a skill because like um and that's and that's really one of the big ways to to pursue the things that you want to shoot mm-hmm. is to say no to some crappy job that someone's offering you. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's really interesting. So it's just, so really you are taking gigs. You're just really selective. Yeah, I'm really up.
1: selective. Sorry, I didn't update you on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been good. So well, like, what's the,
0: like, what are you selective about? Like what, are you, anything specific? Uh,
1: well, I'm still, like I freelance for this marketing company. I've been doing their videos for like uh, almost two years now, but they're, they're sweethearts. Like I have such a good relationship with them Sounds and the nice. events they do are fun. Like today. Earlier today, I filmed Drake Yoga.
0: <laughs> Drake Yoga. When they did
1: yoga Dude. to Drake music. <laughs> I want to try that. <laughs> it was I fun. The yoga instructor was like, you're in, when you're in Downward Dog, you're like, all right, twerk your booties. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: But, yeah, no, the the Refined Agency, that's the company, they're, they're really awesome. And and it's a girl boss thing. Like, everyone who works there is, a, is female. Oh, wow, So that's it's, really cool. it's pretty empowering, too, to just work with an all-female team. That's and awesome. Um, gigs I do like PA gigs with some of my friends from Toronto I don't know there's just something about like American sets versus Canadian sets really (laughs) have you ever worked on a Canadian set no oh they're fucking wild really (laughs) yeah I love working with Canadians what the heck (laughs) yeah and I haven't gone to Toronto yet but that's on my list too but yeah I feel like they're just a little bit more lax and just like yeah, buy this food. I don't care. Here's your money. <laughs> Just don't go over it. <laughs> but it's funny because they don't know that I'm like a like a budget spender. Right. So the last so gig I had. So jokes on them. No. Yeah, the last gig I had. Um, so first he gave me like 200 bucks to go buy crafty, mm-hmm. and then I had to also buy a two ter- two terabyte no one terabyte G drive, mm-hmm. and he gave me like an extra 80 bucks. So, so I like went a, to the thrift store and pawn shop. No, I didn't go to the thrift store. <laughs> and so I came back, and the end of the day, I was like, "Here's the money you gave me. Here's the money I spent." And he like looked at me, he's like, "Wait a second, you bought Crafty and a hard drive for under two hundred eighty dollars? What the fuck?"
0: Damn. Yeah. We're using them resources. So yeah. If you
1: guys need a PA that won't the waste your money. Resourceful PA. <laughs> if you want a resourceful PA, hire me. <laughs>
0: Number is in the show notes and description.
1: Yeah, just just take just take that money saved and pay me more. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll just
0: keep it. I'll just keep the change.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. awesome
0: though. So, yeah, anything else you're like particularly selective about?
1: Uh I mean, music events are really cool that still do. Um Yeah, that's pretty much what I do.
0: Interesting.
1: If a gig pays me really well, then I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel about weddings. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll have, a, I'll have I'll I charge super high for weddings, but if someone is paying me Cause, cause like, I don't really like weddings. But if someone's paying me this much for a wedding, I'll like your wedding.
1: Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you okay, know? yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I love weddings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was one of my big problems when I was a freelancer back then. Like, I didn't really know how much to charge people. Yeah, that's that's
0: <laughs> a, that's another that's another big uh, point too. It's like you got to know your worth, and and that's something you won't know until you know you've been in the game for a, you know a year or two. Like, you can't. It's it's hard to put a price on it's hard to put your own price on what you're worth or what you think you're worth.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good to ask advice. Like the gig that me and Jeremy did like a couple weeks ago, like they gave me this budget, like they gave me X amount and I was like, oh, um, how's this pricing? And he's like, that's actually relatively low. But to me, I was like, I thought that was a lot. Yeah. So, I,
0: and it's all relative to where you are at, in your career, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause I, I, I said this last time. I was like, I, I did my first one of my first gigs. Was uh, I was in high school, my senior in high school. I did a kitschoniera for three hundred bucks, and I was like,
1: <gasps> you're like, oh, three hundred bucks. That's a lot. you know, and, and, you know, yeah. obviously
0: you're a teenager in high school. It's like three hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, but it's like. You know, but like, you know, now as an adult, you know, things just change and it's like, okay, well, it, it's still a good amount of money, but like, you know, I probably wouldn't charge $300 now for that. Well,
1: I mean, and you have, and you have all the quality gear now. And yeah.
0: And it, yeah, it's just a different time. So it's, I mean, that's what, it, it's all relative.
1: Did you shoot it with your TI1 or your T1I? T1I, I, T1i I mean.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. The video is on my Vimeo. It's still on my video, Vimeo. One of the first videos I posted.
1: Wait, is that the thing that uh, Jeremy snapped to in your interview with him? No, very no, no, first no, no. Video? That
0: was, my very first video was uh, a marching band video I did for, when I was in marching oh, band. Oh, okay,
1: I am Super
0: that. bad. <laughs> I had these, I just, I started learning Final Cut 7, um, and like, I thought effects were the coolest oh, thing was ever. Oh, <laughs> was
1: that your first editing program? Yeah. Mine was Sony Vegas. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, no, I was able to get a copy of uh, Final Cut from uh, the school, my high school, and, uh, yeah, I, I thought effects were the coolest thing. So I, mm. and I I just learned how to keyframe. So like I would keyframe the dumbest effect, <laughs> these crazy <laughs> blooms. Like
1: words yeah, so
0: silly. I was like, I, th- I don't know, at the time I thought it was the coolest thing. But i was like looking back. And I was like, Ugh.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure that's how we all are with our work from yeah. like 15 years ago yeah. or 10 years ago. That's why I said you
0: know it's all relative. So um, just as long as you're growing. Exactly. It's all about growth. It's all about growth. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Where can people find you on the gram? Where can people find your you can- <laughs> super awesome thrift finds and uh, you- delicious looking food? And
1: You can find me at rosemary.fajardo. Oh, wait, I should probably spell that. You should. Yeah, so it's R-O-S-E-M-A-R-Y dot F-A-J-A-R-D-O. Dang. I, for a second, I was like, how do I spell my
0: name again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, are, is there anyone else that people can find you online? What about your YouTube that you uh, only have two yep. videos, by the way.
1: <laughs> Shut I, up. Two exactly. Well, you can find all the links on my Instagram. So okay, once so you're there, on you can hit everything. Gotcha. Have you ever heard you're of this You're
0: getting thing? your, your picture thing taken again right now, just by the
1: way. Me? Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm used to it. No, for those listening, people, <laughs> we're in a coffee
0: shop right now. And <laughs> yeah,
1: we're Investa Coffee Roasters. Yeah,
0: They're shout like, out. Thank you coolest. for the location.
1: Yeah, they're my favorite coffee shop ever. I'm so glad they're open. They're downtown on Charleston and Casino Center. So come visit. It's very white and woody and minimal and yeah, hipster. Hipster, <laughs> yep, that's
0: the word. And, uh, yeah, so long have, as long as we've been here, there have been a bunch of people taking pictures of our little setup. Did this happen in the last, um, last recording? Oh, maybe, like, once. Oh, uh, yeah. But definitely not as much as here. I don't know. It's
1: great lighting here, so it is.
0: They have these huge windows. Oh, I think a lot better than uh,
1: there's a garage door behind you.
0: Yeah, this place is super cool. Anyways, shout out to Vesta. Woohoo! Big shout out. I wish um, I had
1: your address. Sorry, I don't have it on my mind.
0: <laughs> it's okay. They'll be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode uh, with my super hipster friend on. I'm not that hipster. On <laughs> networking, um, super important in this digital age. Um, and yeah, we're on iTunes now and Google Play. Woohoo. Um, I just haven't really advertised it as much. Oh,
1: I don't well, know. Now it's it's just, a story.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird. I don't really like. I don't know. That's where that introvert comes out. Like, it's out, but I don't. I'm like, oh, I don't want anyone to see it. It's really weird. Anyways, um, so yeah, be sure if you're listening to this, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Um, apparently, that really helps with finding people finding this podcast. If you were leaving me a review, Rosemary, what would you what would you write?
1: Wow, you interviewed such a great person I just playing. Wow, who's that girl with the round glasses? <laughs> <laughs> with all these cool thrift lines. Yay. That's cool.
0: Um, so, yeah, be sure to leave a review. And obviously, um, there's a video version on YouTube available. So um, give that a visit if you're interested in watching. Thanks again for watching. And we'll see you in the next one.
1: Thanks, everyone.